Hello and welcome. It's Thursday, March 9th, and you're listening to Arizona's News Roundup, the weekly podcast that gets you caught up on all the biggest stories in the state on your time. I'm your host, Taylor Kinnerup, managing editor here at KTAR News. On this podcast, we're breaking down all the top stories happening right now to keep you in the loop on all things Arizona. We also look ahead at what's to come to make sure you know what to keep an eye out on until our next episode. For this week, I'll tell you all about the police dog that was lost, then found, plus what happened in between, a string of officer-involved shootings in the Valley this week, the most Arizona sports thing to happen to a team in a while. But first, we're starting with one of the biggest stories we've covered this week. There's a new political party in town. Secretary of State Adrian Fontes really said it best when he joined Arizona's Morning News this week. There's a lot of democracy going on in Arizona. For the first time in what feels like a long time, Arizona now has a new political party that you'll start seeing on your ballot come 2024, the No Labels Party. According to Secretary Fontes, the No Labels Party needed to provide 30,000 valid signatures from Arizona voters to prove its legitimacy. Fontes told Arizona's Morning News the group provided about double the required amount of signatures and their verification rate was coming back incredibly high, meaning it was clear there was a demand for this new party. Now the party can begin fielding candidates and registering voters, and as long as it continues to do so, it'll remain an active party here in Arizona. They also have footholds in several other states like Florida, California, even New York. On its website, they have a video showing folks from states around the country talking about a need for unity. As I was watching, one name stood out in particular to me, Senator Joe Lieberman. Now, for longtime Arizonans, there is a reason why that name may mean something to you. While Lieberman is a Democrat turned independent in recent years, he was also a dear friend to Arizona's own Senator John McCain. Although what's most significant about their friendship was revealed in McCain's End of Life for Whom the Bell Tolls documentary. McCain said one of his biggest political regrets was not choosing Lieberman, a Democrat at the time, as his VP pick during his 2008 presidential run. As you'll likely recall, McCain selected one-term Alaska governor, Sarah Palin, a woman who, while she made headlines and added some youth to his campaign, McCain clearly acknowledged at the end of his life, picking Palin opened a political Pandora's box when it comes to shock value in politics. And while it's been years since McCain's passing, he remains largely revered in the state for acting as an independent thinker on behalf of Arizonans, a maverick through and through. Although that hasn't stopped some candidates on the far right from trying to diminish McCain's posthumous hold on Arizona through name-calling and picking fights with his children, even censuring his widow. But generally speaking, it hasn't fared well for those who do so. As for its website, the No Labels Party, quote, cares about the country more than the demands of any political party. Also on its website is the question, do you feel politically homeless? And I think that question sums up more than meets the eye. As I've said many times on this podcast, I'm a lifelong Arizonan. As of next year, my family will have been in the state for more than 100 years. And I feel as though I've not only witnessed its fast-paced changes, but I was raised by those who passed down the stories of what Arizona has done and how it's evolved, yet stayed so true to its roots. I've heard from many older folks in this state who feel disappointed in how politicians no longer meet their values or ideals. It states clearly on the No Labels website that according to Gallup, only 16% of Americans consider themselves very conservative or very liberal. But in our polarized political climate, the most prominent voices are often found the farthest from center. With Arizona being known for its maverick-style leadership, it's we-do-things-in-our-own-way-and-at-our-own-pace kind of history, and for generally speaking being independent in thought, 
it's no wonder we see a party like this emerging. And Secretary Fontes adds it's likely not the only one. He told Arizona's Morning News he's been working with others who are trying to accomplish the same thing. Now, the big drama here is how will this shake up politics as we know it? Already, people are claiming the No Labels Party is the plan that will re-elect Trump. Or the No Labels Party has a genius plan that would kneecap Biden. Translation, people are claiming this will be bad for Democrats, while others are claiming it's bad for Republicans. Secretary Fontes, a Democrat, said on Arizona's Morning News. The hand-wringing on my side of the aisle is a little premature. I think there's a hell of a lot more people dissatisfied with where uh, another party, I'll just say it, is right now. While our political analyst, Mike O'Neill, told us this is bad news for Democrats. Many are frantically asking, how does this change things for now independent Kirsten Cinema's political future? Will Ruben Gallego have a chance if he's running against two independents? Who will Republicans push to run? Will those Republicans have to be more moderate to stand a chance? All great questions, of which I have no answers. One thing I do know, though, is that Arizona already has folks thinking in a three-party system way. In the state's most populous county, Maricopa, Independent voters outrank both Republicans and Democrats, although it is by slim margins. Regardless, we've seen Arizonans both reject the party of Trump, but not necessarily switch from red to blue. The argument that Arizona is a purple state remains a fervent one in and out of Arizona. Like I said, it comes back to those maverick roots, voting for the person over the party. This once dead red state elected two Democrat senators in 2022. Arizona will continue to be a case study that baffles political scientists for decades to come because, well, this is a state that will always end up surprising you. And that's why we'll continue to monitor the No Labels Party growth as well as any other political party that emerges between now and 2024. And while some may say politics is going to the dogs, our next story actually is. This week, an Avondale police canine got loose and incited a multi-hour manhunt. Dog hunt. Goodyear police initially put out a tweet about the missing dog with an ominous warning not to approach if you see it. I'm a dog gal myself, but the 90-pound Belgian Malinois... Malinois? Sorry, Kennel Club, if I butchered that pronunciation. Didn't sound like one you'd want to cross. A few hours after the search began, the dog, named Rico, was found... But what happened in between reinforced the initial warning not to approach. Rico allegedly attacked a man cleaning out his camper in his driveway near Lower Buckeye Parkway and Cerebral Avenue around 10 p.m. on Sunday. The man was bitten repeatedly while fighting off the dog. The attack continued until the victim's wife hit Rico with a broom handle, prompting the canine to run off. The man received treatment at an urgent care facility for urgents that included eight deep puncture wounds on his right arm, a bite wound down to the bone on a finger, and 10 puncture wounds and two large lacerations on his left arm. The man said he was unable to feel his fingers on his right hand after the attack. And while Rico is up to date on his rabies vaccine and licensing, according to Maricopa County Animal Care and Control, there is no doubt that this was a horrifying experience for that couple. Rico has since been placed on non-duty status and will undergo a full assessment to determine if he's fit to return to service. We're now working to learn whether this was the first offense for Rico or if he had a history of attacks. You can stay up to date on the latest on KTAR.com. Another police story making headlines this week was actually due to the volume of police-related headlines this week. Phoenix police reported four officer-involved shootings in the span of just five days. On Saturday, a suspect was shot and injured. Then on Sunday and Monday, two others were fatally shot during incidents. 
And on Wednesday, a police officer shot a suspect that, according to Sergeant Melissa Solis with Phoenix Police, was violently attacking the officer. She told KTAR the increase in shooting incidents is concerning. An officer-involved shooting, no matter what kind it is, is very stressful. They're called critical incidents for a reason. Anytime we have to discharge our weapon, it's not easy. We don't go into this profession wanting to do that. Solis emphasizes officers don't respond to calls expecting them to become a shooting situation. And Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone told Arizona's Morning News he thinks it's too early to consider this a trend. We should be concerned, but calculate them out through the year to say where we're headed. Um, hopefully this is just a, a glimpse of something that will diminish quickly and we'll get back on track. It's been more of a peaceful community. But he does feel that there's been a change in how people are interacting with police. There's just an attitude towards law enforcement where more folks are willing to challenge, to threaten, to be disrespectful, and to cause men and women in uniform to make difficult decisions. In a post-George Floyd world, these kinds of headlines can become cause for concern, especially when you consider Phoenix's recent OIS history. In 2018, the department reported an alarming 44 officer-involved shootings. However, 75% of those suspects involved were armed. While officer-involved shootings have fallen well below that number in recent years, hearing headlines like the ones we did this week caused some to fear a return to the past. But the city now has a new interim chief. It's taken a look at cracking down on the gun violence and appears to be changing with its new office of transparency. While it's unclear whether the week was coincidental or a sign of a worsening trend, we'll continue to monitor and bring you the very latest. And finally, what have I been telling you? I promise you I called this before anyone else. This was truly the most Arizona sports thing to happen in a minute. It was supposed to be Kevin Durant's Phoenix Suns home debut tonight, but this just in. He's not playing. KTAR's Luke Forstner is live at Footprint Center. Luke, what's going on? Yeah, Becky. So uh, right now, the reporting is that he's out uh, with some leg soreness. And there's a video of him slipping on the court during pregame workout. Kevin Durant's highly anticipated first home court appearance as a Phoenix Sun never happened. Arizona Sports' own Kellen Olsen caught the video. And it's about as heartbreaking as it gets for Arizona sports fans. Just a little twist and tweak of the ankle to shatter all of the Valley's hopes and dreams. Now, I know I'm being dramatic, but people really shelled out some serious cash for this game just to see KD. What are you hearing and seeing from the crowd that's there? They It was sold out, right? Yeah, well, you know, people are so excited. You know, as he was working out before, there was just a tons of kids, especially, but just all these fans real down near the lower level, cheering him on, just chanting his name. Every They were cheering every miss. They were cheering every make. They were super excited to see him, and there was just a, this really big air of excitement. Um, and I, I think people are just kind of all finding out, as we were, that, oh, they're not going to get to see Kevin Durant's first game. So, I mean, these tickets uh. might have been a little pricey for some people. Again, a lot of kids very excited, so that's disappointing for them for sure. As of this recording, there is no ETA for a Durant return, but I can promise you fans will be waiting with bated breath until he does. So that's it. You're all caught up for this week, the week of Monday, March 6th, 2023. But what's ahead? Here are a few things to keep an eye out on until we meet again. 
the Swifties are coming. Heads up, y'all. Taylor Swift kicks off her new Eras Tour in Glendale next week, and the city is kicking off her arrival with a big announcement expected on Monday. Allegedly, for the two days Swift is in town, you can expect the city to go by a new name. Might I suggest Taylor Town? The World Baseball Classic kicks off this weekend at Chase Field with teams from around the world headed to the Valley of the Sun. A KTAR News exclusive. Keep an eye out because next week, KTAR's Griselda Zatino will bring you a profile piece on one of Arizona's newest U.S. congressmen. Remember, you can read more on all the week's top stories and get breaking news in real time on KTAR.com. You can also listen live on 92.3 FM or to take KTAR everywhere you go. Just download the KTAR News app for articles, podcasts, and of course, breaking news. With that, I'm Taylor Kinnerup, and you've been listening to KTAR's Arizona's News Roundup. Until next week.